0: Hello and welcome to the 47th episode of Woman Conversations for the Curious, a podcast I created for women looking to squeeze more juice out of life. I'm Amy Crawford, founder of The Holistic Ingredient. I'm a mindset therapist, whole food lover, and more than a little bit passionate about helping you feel comfortable around what it is to be a woman. Today's episode is brought to you by my delicious organic maca powder blend, a highly nutritious blend of yellow, red, and black maca powder. Sustainably sourced from Peru and used by women to naturally balance hormones, boost energy, mood, and libido, improve skin health and reduce stress. Enjoy your daily dose in a smoothie, your breakfast muesli, or stirred into a delicious hot choc. You can grab a pouch online now at theholisticingredient.com. Now, today's episode is the third and final part of my aging well with Ayurveda discussion with Jodi Vasalo. Now, if you've not yet listened to episode 39, part one, and part two, which is episode 46, please do that before you listen to this episode. You'll gain so much more from this discussion if you do. Episode 46 and this one were recorded as one discussion and split into two. There's a lot of incredible wisdom to process, so I felt it better that we provided you with the time to do that between each episode. You'll note that our conversation carries straight on from the previous episode. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. So, what... I was hoping um, to come back to you. So you've mentioned the mind a few times and the tricks our minds play on us. Well, something that came up for me during my consults with you was the necessity of facing our emotions as we approach midlife, um, because many of us have spent our life avoiding them. So I thought that this could be a great segue, a great conversation to have um why is it so crucial at this point in our lives that we actually really start focusing on this
1: okay so each constitution has an emotion that it relates to and a way they behave with those emotions so vata will is very sensitive they feel things quickly and deeply because they're ruled by air and space, a Vata type can walk into a room and feel someone across the room's emotions. They can feel what's going on for them. They can be easily hurt by what they hear other people say, but they can move on pretty quickly because they've got that movement and they can forget. Pitters, however... What happens with pitters is they like to look good. Their element, their main element is fire. So it's really important for pitters to look good. But their main emotion is anger. And a lot of those people who've come from, you know, we, we are a byproduct of our parents. So a lot of pitta people have come from parents who didn't know how to express their anger and were rageous so for them anger has become something that that they don't do anger that that and and women don't do anger in the west like that's literally like it's prohibited you might get a fine for it and you <laughs> definitely be in trouble at work and probably not put up for promotion if you were a bit angry and fiery, and God forbid you make sure that you be extremely careful as you enter your menopausal years because everyone may hate you. (laughs) And then we have kapha who the elements of their dosha are earth and water, so they are brilliant at burying things or freezing them. So they don't necessarily talk about their emotions because everything is kind of secretive for Kafirs. They're more concerned with your emotions and what's going for you. So they're very good at helping other people resolve their emotions or just listening or they'll keep their emotional stuff in the family so they might talk to their husband about it but they'll filter that if their husband's a bit sick or if their husband's a bit stressed at work so they'll they'll just put it into this sort of um sort of big box that they have that lives underground or they'll laugh about it or for a lot of Kaffirs, they can actually have a bit of a depressive side that becomes very frightening for them so they get under a dark cloud and if they've already had a depressive episode in their life that has alienated them from friends they can become extremely stubborn about ever going there again so they will just refuse to feel anything that doesn't feel good so they'll just become extremely positive and be very bubbly when you see them and just be never ever that person again even if that person is there and needing to grieve and needing to be broken and needing to be vulnerable that will not be tolerated because that was too much for everybody else to bear and they brought shame on a family and that 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 just can't happen again so we have three very different personality types that come into the vata stage of their life and Kaffers really struggle with this time, and often by now a kaffa type will have started bedding down stuff. So kaffa rules structure in the body, and when we don't deal with our emotions, what kaffa does is either emotionally eat or they bed it down in the body as fat. So they will start seeing more weight coming on because they're eating their emotions or they are just creating an inability or a stubbornness about even having emotions or they've become so repressed in the way that they relate to their own emotions that they don't even acknowledge things that are big are big. So they may find themselves minimising. Oh yeah, well we just yeah we just broke up and yeah now it's getting on and everything's going well and yeah it's all we're just moving on now and yeah I'm just a bit worried about finances. Oh right, and there's there's very much this good girl nice person and I'm reading Gabor Mate's book The Myth of Normal and if you want to read about this now, I'm so excited that he is actually bringing the evidence of squashing emotions not feeling emotions and how they're uh, directly related to autoimmune diseases which is mainly vada stuff and for kafra a lot of it is you know the good girl the nice girl the happy girl the make no ruffles no 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 ripples in in relationships so as we come into the vada stage of life Minimising and controlling emotions becomes more and more difficult because Vata rules movement. So every time someone who's angry tries to control their anger and squash it down, "haha, ha welcome, you're just going to have hot flushes daily, m- maybe hourly, maybe 10 minutes. If you are not prepared to find a way to look at your anger and have learn how to have boundaries because that's what anger is, a trigger and a way to say to someone, I don't like the way I feel when that happens and if that continues, I'm going to do that. And then be prepared for that person not to like you. So the... The learning how to manage anger is going to help with the hot flushes. The learning how to manage the tears, which is not managing them, because things that make you sad are there to help you cry because when you cry, there is a part of your tear duct that then accesses the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest, digest and repair, which takes the pressure cooker off and helps all the anxiety dissipate. So sometimes if you're feeling incredibly anxious, maybe you'd like to think about when was the last time you cried? When was the last time you screamed? When was the last time you howled? When was the last time you ended up on the floor just being a baby? Because sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes we just have to kind of let it get messy. And we've been so conditioned. We've been so neatly packaged and we've allowed ourselves to do that to ourselves. So I really need everyone to understand that we are be- becoming more sensitive as we move into this vata phase. So you might have been able to just squash it down in your pitta years. You might have been able to just freeze it out in your pitta years. You might have been able to ignore it. You been, might have been able to have a few drinks and just laugh about it. But it doesn't work in menopause. Menopause is literally like it's like going to the lie detector country and being there every day for about three years. And it's like, bah, bah, sorry, lying not accepted here. <laughs> and it just shows up physically. So, you know, no, no one else really cares. And you just have to go, okay, am I going to now be authentic or am I going to be liked? Because if you want to be liked, you're going to be hot, you're going to be anxious, you're going to be sad and you're kind of going to feel pretty crap. And I need people to understand that this time of their life is a time where they're going to feel a little bit separate from everybody else and to understand that this is a bridge that we walk. We learn how to put neat little fences called boundaries up going sorry, not sorry, don't have the energy for that. No, I'm choosing to do this for myself. I know I've always done that before and that's been okay, but that's not working for me anymore. Or I'm really angry about this and I need to walk away and have a conversation with you when I'm not so emotional. So learning the languaging of emotions, learning that people aren't your dartboards, you don't throw stuff at them. It's not their fault that you're feeling things. They're just a gift for you to feel some really uncomfortable things. You know. But it's all a process. You know. We are literally going through a huge transformation and we're learning now that emotions are a vital part of being human. And they're an incredible gift for being human because every time you do feel hurt, it's an opportunity for you to go, wow, is there some healing I need to do around that without creating a massive story about it, but just going, wow, okay, I'm really sensitive about that. I wonder what that's about rather than going, oh, that's just her, that's all her fault. You know, the blame game doesn't work in menopause. It's kind of all back to us and just going, okay, well, it's just an opportunity to get to know ourselves better. And to know that we're going to feel way more emotional when we're tired, when we're hungry, when we're angry, and when we're lonely, you know, and Menopause is a very lonely time and I think people pretend that nothing's changing. Oh, I'm just getting a bit hot and I'm not having a period anymore. Well, sorry, I'd love to think it was that simple. It ain't that simple at all. So it's like waking up and checking in with yourself. How do I feel today? And then if you feel sad, just spending five minutes. Hello, sadness. Mm. What's that about? And really checking in before you go to sleep because otherwise, you know, I've been going through this thing where I'm just about to fall asleep and then I have this racing heart and anxiety and it's because I've not processed my day properly. So being aware before I go to sleep, how do I feel about today? Is there anything I'm feeling angry about? Do I need to write an angry letter? Do I, what do I need to get out before I try to rest? So it's staying emotionally up to date because the emotions impact the temperature of your body. Anger lodges in your joints. You know, there's so many places. So you can use your body and go, okay, my ears are really ringing. Okay. Okay what am I feeling frightened about? You know, am I frightened? Like, Amy, that's what I love about you. You're able to say, I feel frightened about this next phase and retirement. You know, it's it just takes the power out of it when we speak it, you know, and I think this is the thing that women need to understand in menopause. I remember Saying to someone, you know, that I actually called my friend one day quite hysterical because I thought I was having early-onset dementia and she just said to me, Jode, it's okay. It's menopause. We just get really forgetful. And I said, no, but you don't understand. I have such an insane memory. Like I I don't forget things. And she said, well, you better get used to it because you're going to. And I think this is the gift we can give each other as women is talking about it, you know. And then I was telling a friend of mine this story and she started crying and she said, I have actually been keeping this a secret from my husband and from my whole family because I've actually been thinking I need to look at like getting the names of nursing homes because I feel like... I'm I'm losing it. So it's the secrets we keep about menopause is so much more than just the hot flashes and the things that get the big big tickets in, in, in menopause, whereas the emotional stuff of the fear the fear can lead to so many things like forgetfulness. The fear can lead to, you know, the tremors. The fear, fear can lead to so many vata symptoms that are so terrifying. Now, that <laughs> takes me actually
0: to another something else I want to something else I want to come back to, which is the beautiful sense of sweetness and softness. Um that uh you encourage us to seek Um, and one of the ways i believe you've mentioned that we can do this is through the clothes that we wear and so i to give just to provide a personal example i even and even obviously the softness of the fabric i said to andrew last night we had dinner as you know we have our herbal tea and i have my chalk and we watched an episode of something fabulous uh, we watched one episode and then I just had this overwhelming need to jump into my beautiful soft linen sheets and I just I've really only now sleep in soft linen in my beautiful soft cotton nighty, and watch an episode of something terribly girly and romantic on my own because we're in separate beds because as you know there's a snoring issue um and I just have to say and I'd had a bit of a difficult day, I was really tired um, and Andrew knew that and And he said, off you go, I said, Dude, is it alright, I'm just going to go off and do this on my own. And I just can't tell you how beautiful that moment was, hopping into bed, into this soft, beautiful, soft linen and I was thinking of you as I did, because I thought this is this is the moment of just really coming into our femininity and our softness and and asking ourselves what is it that we need, and I just needed 30 minutes of romance and soft linen on my own. God, it was lovely. (laughs) So thank you.
1: I've got tears in my eyes, Amy. Um, Yeah, so this is the softness of kapha. This is the coming home to oneself, and this is the part that grounds vata to a level that it needs it needs to know deep within its cells this feeling. This is the soft, 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 truly undervalued magnificence of kaffa It's that sweet thing that it just feels so precious to experience it alone because for vata the feeling of aloneness is very 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 frightening it's it's cold in that aloneness and it's scary in the aloneness and that's where the anxiety feels very heightened in the aloneness and I think it's very important for each one of us to find that Kapha medicine. Where is that Kapha medicine where you can feel it on your skin, but feel it in deep in your cells, deep inside your cells, because water is inside every single one of your cells, and that earthiness of the physical body, you know, is the structure of kapha. So, you know, I would encourage every woman listening to this to find something that they do for themselves that gives them that actual feeling because that is where we find the ability to come into this actual magnificent phase of life and feel like we've found a nest for ourselves.
0: Beautiful. My bed was like a nest last night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's what you you need because vata is looking, you know, we treat in Ayurveda with opposites. So when we've got that tired vata where it runs out of puff and it forces itself to keep moving and keep talking and keep, 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 keep doing and it doesn't slow down and it doesn't, you know, go and take care of itself, then that's where we see deep depletion happen, you know. That's when we see the onset of an autoimmune disease. That's when we see, you know, Big issues with alzheimer 's and 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 the memory and stuff, and these are things we have to pay big attention to because the body becomes more fragile in these vata years, so you know the medicine for it is to make it make it more pathogenic in every single way, so you know it's it's why we crave more white sweet foods you know it's like pasta becomes you know, oh, do we really need to give up gluten because pasta feels delicious or it just feels so nice to have potatoes or something cheesy, you know, these are the things that you'll crave when you're feeling very Vata imbalanced, you know, to be like, oh, I don't normally feel like that. and It's just, you know, I, I just have, you know, I never have worn pink in my entire life. No offence to anyone who wears pink, but it's just not been my colour. And I she says "They're sitting on a pink lounge, pink velvet lounge with like a pink flowered top on and just loving when I put my pink dressing gown on. And I'm like, I don't even know who I am and that's okay.
0: Andrew said to me recently, I'm you need, we we need to tone down the pink <laughs> in the house because I was that too. I, it was only a few years ago. I, I'd spent most of my life not wearing pink. And and a, and a, actually it was a this fascinating conversation I had with a psychic who said to me, and over the course of the next year, you're going to start um, diving into some lovely floral fabrics and there'll be more pinks and pastels. And I thought, oh, what a lot of rubbish.
1: <laughs> and I bloody love it. And it's the connection with our feminine, you know, because I think in those pity years, we can get quite masculine, and we can get quite hardened. And it's just whatever feels right for people. But it's that sweetness of creativity. It's that sweetness of connecting with the earth. So that can be you know, I always used to wonder why ladies at a certain age love to garden. And now I'm one of those ladies, you know, I can't believe how great it feels to be in my garden. And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my roses and my hydrangeas in a vase. And like, I'll probably look at them maybe a 100 times today. And every time I look at them, I just feel like someone's just hugging me. Uh. And, and, you know, it it is it is this simple simple thing that women have been showing us for years but we've not had the eyes that can see it you know and I think as I age I realized you know I I used to always have this thing I didn't really want to be like my mother or my grandmother you know but that's who we are. We, we become these women because these women have, have found their way and they've found their, their comfortable spot and they've been that. And, um, and I, I, I just hope our society finds more ways to sort of weave those women back into our lives because the one thing I feel sad about is that I've done pretty much this journey without those women and their stories. And I think, you know, conversations like we're having are incredibly priceless and precious because we've all got things that we can offer each other and suggest to each other about things we do that work for us, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, music is a really important thing for these years as well and a lot of women You know, I encourage you, if you live with someone who's always got the TV on, you know, I I don't live with anyone and I don't own a TV, but I just spent some time with people at Christmas and they always had the TV on and it was the most distressing thing for me. I hear you. It just really um, disturbed me on such a deep level um, i have a bath every night before i go to bed and that helps me really sort of calm down and prepare so it's having routines and rituals that provide you with that that landing that coming back to yourself especially if you are feeling frazzled a lot you know especially if you're finding yourself thinking more about others than you are about yourself because this is a time where you really have to sort of turn your radio dial to yourself and you have to become aware of what heats you up you know what is the impact of the foods that you eat what is the impact of the choice you make because I can say as much as I like about you know the things that Recommended, but you need to know your own body. Mm. And it, it, it's a great time to just like to to kind of get into a, a a sort of part of feeling like you have the permission to do anything you like. <laughs> And you only need permission from your stupid self usually because it's your stupid self who's the one being the judge and jury and wanting you to keep doing the things you did before that didn't really even make you happy or healthy. Mm. It's just that's what you know and that's where the comfort zone is. And, you know, this Vata phase is not comfort zone. It's soft, it's sensitive, and it's ever-changing, it's ever-changing vada. Vada is not, Vada's not a time where things are going to be exactly the same and there will always be the question that you ask yourself in this phase, how free do I feel if I make that choice? And if it feels like you won't feel free, then there won't be much peace around doing what you've chosen. What a beautiful question.
0: We really need to use as, a, as that question for so many, we could use that question for so many different decisions in our life, couldn't we?
1: Yeah, because when Vata doesn't feel free, it feels anxious.
0: So many aha moments. <laughs> it's so interesting. I have to share again. This just I, I keep, as, as with many women listening, I'm sure it's like, oh my gosh, that resonates. But just as you were talking about, you know, the, the, that, or even just with this question, you know, what freedom do I feel if I do this or giving yourself permission to change your, your, your routine or to soften in some way, I, the thought popped into my head, I've been meaning to get a hydrangea for this beautiful shaded spot in my backyard. And actually, I feel like doing that this afternoon. And in the next thought, Oh no, Amy, you need to you need to get this podcast series um, sorted before you go on holiday next week and you need to do <laughs> no, no, you still haven't done anything on Instagram today. <laughs> Full disclosure, everybody, that's what goes on in my head.
1: But uh, I have these conversations hydrangea.
0: with you, with you, and I think, oh, how would it feel if I jumped in the car and went to my favourite nursery to go and find a beautiful hydrangea for my garden this afternoon? It'd feel bloody lovely.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks. That is- and you can do both, you know, like I think this is the thing, you know, it's, it's it's, learning that the most wonderful thing about this time of life is that you are creating a new script for yourself and a new life for yourself. And Vada is creative. It's so creative. So it has, you know, it has the ability to be a bit over itself, uh, uh, over the all over the place but you know if you you need to know that it it needs discipline and freedom and you've got to know when to give it both you know it, we you know it's it, it, it's you know i i think of, of of um as this time as being a real time to be childlike again in a different way you know we're we're children and the age of five they're educating us and now it's our ability to be children again but to be educating ourselves in a different way you know like educating ourselves through nature and contact with the outside world rather than this and our inside world And I think if we can understand that our inside world is so highly impacted by our outside world. So the more beautiful the surrounding that you place yourself into, the more peaceful your internal landscape will actually feel. So it's it's about being aware that it's not always production does not equal satisfaction. It is a myth.
0: I'm De- just leaving space for um for all these incredible thoughts to drop. <laughs>
1: You know, it, it, it's a myth and as we come into this last phase of life, it's recognising the preciousness of time and space. We have flown to this point. I cannot believe I am 56 years old and I want to make the next 56 years of my life move Slowly, and only I can do that by valuing every single minute of it. Only I can make that choice to stop and walk slowly because every minute is absolutely golden if I make it golden. But when I'm rushing, I just see it as this dispensable commodity that I'm entitled to and then before we know it, it's over
0: Jodie, I think that is a beautiful, beautiful way to close an amazing conversation and give you some time and space to relax and enjoy your own beautiful roses and hydrangeas today (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me and us all of your incredible wisdom. I appreciate you so very much.
1: Thank you, Amy. And go get that hydrangea. I recommend the white ones at the moment. They're just extraordinary. Just go to your beautiful nursery. (laughs) I have a perfect one waiting for you. I know it.
0: I am going to pop it on my Instagram stories later and prove it to you. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Jodie.
1: Okay. Bye, Ames.
0: This was episode 47 of Woman, Conversations for the Curious. You'll find all of Jodie's links in today's show notes over at theholisticingredient.com forward slash 47. As always, if you're enjoying the series and you've two minutes to leave a review on your favourite podcast app, I'd really, really appreciate it.
1: Until next time, stay curious.